the pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, We welcome you back. It's uh, always great to uh, say hello to Jake Coker, who's been a part of a few national championship programs at Florida State and later leading Alabama to the national championship in 2015. A lot of references to Jake this year when Jalen Milrow was going through some of his programs, and we're really excited to uh, say hello to you. Jake, how are you, and uh, what's been going on? Paul, been a while. How you doing? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, we thought we would uh, pick your brain a little bit about uh, the, uh, the events on uh, this, this week and, of course, maybe uh, the following Monday night. You've been there. You understand it. Just your thoughts on uh, watching from start to finish uh, this Alabama football season, and did it remind you of anything? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a uh it's it's a similar story. Uh you know, Alabama especially in the last 6-7 years, uh you know, we come out and kind of underperform in the first few weeks. Paul Feinbaum says the dynasty's over and then uh you find us in the in the playoff. You look around and we're it's all good. <laughs> uh well, by the way, uh no, it, it 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 really was was Pretty surprising, and in relation to to Milrow, uh, as you watched him, uh, what happened? I mean, how did he go from a fairly pedestrian quarterback who had no con- who who did not have the confidence of his coordinator to what we're watching right now? Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, I, I think it's always tough, especially you know I went through it as well. Uh, when you go into a season and and nobody really knows who the starter is going to be and and it's pretty transparent you know the coaches can't fake it they can't act like uh you know they've got confidence in a guy until he proves that and uh you know as a quarterback when you go in and and you don't feel like you have the the confidence of the coaches and you lose a game and everybody's kind of looking at each other and pointing fingers and and the starter isn't uh you know clear cut it 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 really makes it hard to uh, to lead a team, and then once you finally get a couple games under your belt, where uh, where the starter is, it's pretty imminent who the guy is going to be, and the team jumps on board, and and it starts with the coaches, the leadership from the top, uh, you know, really putting a lot of support behind the guy. That's kind of when you can, to me, take over and uh, and really be able to perform at at. Uh, you know, to your fullest potential on the field. Talking to Jake Coker, uh, is he the same quarterback other than maybe some confidence uh, both in himself and from his coaches uh, that you've been watching here at Alabama? Well, you know, I said this about, uh, I mean, Jaylen, when I watched Jalen play last year, I, I wasn't I wasn't certain. Uh, you know, I mean, we're so used to seeing Mac and Tua, um, you know, Bryce, guys like that when you see him throw the first ball, I remember watching Tua in his first spring game as really a high school senior. Uh, I mean, I remember being blown away just by seeing the first ball he threw and thinking, you know, this guy is going to be special. And, uh, you know, some guys it takes a little while to develop and understand how to stay poised in the pocket, have that pocket presence, keep your eyes downfield. And, and uh, you know, with Jalen's athleticism as well, it, it you know, creates an even more full package. Uh, you know, I, when I watched the Texas game, uh, I, I've 
talked about this with a lot of different guys. Uh, you know, he made some mistakes. I think the world turned on him, you know, against Texas because uh, of the two interceptions. Uh, you know, but they were, they were throws that when I first saw them, I thought they were really bad mistakes, and then I went and watched the game over again, and, and uh, I felt like they were mistakes that, you know, really made sense, especially for a young quarterback. And Tommy Reese had, had only had, you know, a few games to coach Jalen as a starter. Really, to me, wasn't familiar with the team yet. And uh, I think he's done as good, if not better, than anybody in the country adapting to his style of play and uh, really finding a way to, uh, you know, expose teams on defense using the strengths of Jalen. Talking to Jay Coker, who uh, played uh, a mammoth role in Alabama's national championship in 2015, which was interesting, Jake, because by Alabama standards, uh, the fact that 13 went, uh, came and went and 14 came and went without national championships, we all felt in 2015 uh, that maybe things were unwinding uh, until that, that Clemson <laughs> yeah. game. I mean, that's, how, uh, that's a long time for Nick Saban not to win a national championship. <laughs> what kind of pressure did you feel uh, as that season uh, reached its zenith uh, out in out in Arizona. You know, I, I felt like uh, I felt like I had a, a just an immense amount of pressure as as you know during camp and, and trying to become the starter and and earn that role. Um, I think once I became the starter and it was uh, you know it was my job and, and there was really you know. We put all the the competition in the rearview rear mirror. I was able to focus and and uh, just play the game, watch film, and understand that I had nothing to worry about. Uh, you know, I never had social media. Uh, you can't avoid the press. I mean, you, you know, you hear it all the time, no matter where you are. Um, so, I, you know, I was able to isolate myself pretty well. Um, but but again, you, you always hear it. And and being from Alabama, being an Alabama fan growing up, uh, you know this. I think the golfer Kevin Kisner he says this ain't no hobby in relation to golf. Alabama, you know, in the state of Alabama, it's not a hobby. It's it's really uh, a part of the culture and a part of of life down here. So, uh, you know, I understood you know what it meant to be the the quarterback at Alabama, and I was able to block a lot of that out. And I had, you know, I was the best award I've ever won in in my my life is the being a team captain in Alabama and, and it meant a lot that my teammates voted me as a team captain. And so, uh, you know, to have the support of the locker room and, and, uh, and the coaches midway through the year, uh, it really took a lot of pressure off and I was again, able to focus. And, and I think that's very, very similar to, to the situation that Jalen's going through right now. I think, you know, I mean, I think you can just tell by his body language that he's a completely different guy and it, and it just uh, it permeates through the whole team. And uh, I love the confidence he's playing with right now. I, again, I know there's a lot of pressure, but, but when you have that kind of confidence and the confidence from your teammates and coaches, it just it relieves a lot of that pressure. Jake, before you go, everybody has an opinion on the game, of course. I mean, we're down. It's the most important game of the year in college football. But, but as you watch it as a quarterback, uh, as somebody that, that actually understands what it's like to play in these settings, the rest of us are just – uh, taking wild swings and guesses, uh, what what do you think will be uh, the, the key factor for you uh, in what happens Monday afternoon? 
Uh, you know, I, I think defensively up front, we're going to have to be very physical, stop the run, kind of force them into some in a lot of passing situations. Uh, I think Jalen's going to have to run the ball. I think he's going to have to use his athleticism. Uh, I think he's proven throughout the season uh, that he is a, a very adequate um, pocket passer. I, I, I was really shocked at the way that, that he managed the pocket and uh, and really went through his reads and kept his eyes downfield in, in comparison to what I saw last year. So, um, you know, he's he's going to be the difference maker. I saw Joe Klatt talking about it earlier in the season. You know, they, they won. They're starting to win now because of Jalen Milrow. And, and uh, you know, he we, we win close games when he plays, you know, a little above average for Jalen, uh, you know, but, but when he plays like he did, you know, for example, against LSU, I don't think there's any way Michigan stops us. Great stuff. Jay Coker, national championship quarterback, captain. Those are things that will uh, carry you the rest of your life, and we, uh, we salute you. Thanks for making time, Jake. Really good to have you on as we head to the break. It's been a busy one. Roy Wood Jr., I hope you uh, were able to hear him. Just downright hilarious. We had Sam Weber on who uh, spit out some truth about Michigan, predicted them to win the game. And you heard Jake uh, taking the other side. We have a long way to go. Stick around. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. All right, what a show it has been. Let's uh, continue with more phone calls. And DeBam is up next. Good afternoon. Ho, 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 Paul. What a great way to start the show with uh, Roy and Jake. Yeah. How you feeling now? I feel great. Thank you for asking. Yeah, well, it looks like we've made it this year, Paul. And, uh. I love the guests you have on, and I've been watching. And uh, I got a message for some of your ludicrous callers that hate us, if I can give it to you. Yes, sir. 
Well, you know, karma's going to be a bitch. And at the end of the... Karma, karma usually is. So we can't say that word? How, how, how else do you describe karma without using the word that got uh, the BAM run? Okay, so you can't use the B word as a, as a proper noun. Uh, as a noun, I should say, not a proper noun. Seems more like an infinitive, a split infinitive to me. Uh, let's uh, check in with Stephen next in Lexington. Hey, Stephen. Hey, hey Paul. Uh, I've been a, a, a big UK fan my whole life. Love the Cats. And uh, I'm watching the game today. First half, I mean, it seems like we were just controlling, doing what we wanted, both sides. Second half, started off with that huge uh, kickoff return touchdown. And Amazing. then from then on, it, especially our defense, it seemed like we were just a lot more laid back. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I was mortified watching the game. Uh, I, I mean, I, there was no question who had the better team. And it, it just... I know you can't throw out great seasons, but if you if, if you eliminate 21 when Kentucky was 10 and three, we're talking about Clemson coming from behind to beat Kentucky 38-35, winning at the end. Mark Stoops uh, went five and six and 20, seven and six, seven and five. I mean, it really started. It's it, I just have a bad feeling right now about the trajectory. I mean, that the Louisville game essentially saved the year. Steven, and I felt like they threw it all away today. Yeah. I mean, beating, beating Clemson's a big deal. Uh, that, would, that would have gotten you into the, into the offseason. Yeah, I mean, you would have beaten Louisville and Clemson. And, and you ha- and, I mean, it's one thing that you sure. just lose the game. They had the game won. I mean, the, the defensive uh, philosophy in the fourth quarter was really, was really disgraceful. Yeah. I heard someone on here earlier say it did look a lot like the the Auburn defensive coordinator. Yeah, that, in that was game me. That was, that was me. Unfortunately, I didn't mean to say that, but there's no, there's no. <laughs> uh, Stephen, I, I mean, I, I say this as a fan of Mark Stoops, but you 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 just can't throw away capital. He's been given everything. Uh, this should be a, a, a nine ten win football program. They started the season five and zero. Oh, Remember that big game against Georgia? That was, that was, that was yep. the, maybe the game that, they, that Kentucky broke through, and instead the season literally crashed and burned. And uh, that is tough uh, for a program that's trying, that has players. That, I, mean, I mean, Leary played really well today. I, I didn't even recognize him at times. Ricky is up next in Mississippi. Hey, how you doing, Paul? Hey there. Uh, um, well, I'm last uh, – show of the year and uh, uh i tell you it's been a <laughs> been kind of a weird year i tell you but uh as far as the playoffs concerned um uh as far as alabama i i i kind of agree with you on that because i've had i have my misgivings on on you know are they you know are, can they be consistent and you know as a team you know playing you know contrary football you know but 
I, I do think that Miro is the is the uh, uh, I think he's the X factor. Well, there's and, no uh, doubt. I mean, by the not, way, Ricky, not, uh, I think Milro has been the X factor in every game this year. Uh, that's how important right. and, he yeah, is. But, yeah, his throwing it's his, his throwing prowess. And I don't think anybody really thought it talked about it much. But he he throws a real good deep ball, man. And, you know. And, and I think that maybe you know I mean everybody is going to focus on his running maybe and that will probably give him some first downs and you know maybe but I I, I think it's going to be a low scoring game but I think that you know a big big plays is what I, what what I'm looking for Kendall's wide receivers uh, uh, Burton and uh, Bond can they can they can they come through and and get over the top or, uh, you know they good defense but. I think we all get lulled to sleep a little bit, and, and I'm, I'm right there. Because every time you start to give Michigan credit, they, they lay an egg. And, yeah, I know. Uh, They've been doing it. They, yeah. Yeah, and you, and you kind of look at that and say, well, this is their history, and I know we don't supposed to do that because this is a new team, a different team. But, I mean, it just seems like that that's what seems to happen. When it comes to the big games, and, and I also want to give a shout out to, to um, um, uh, the Dylan kid that, that left Mississippi State last year right. and went to Washington. And I know he didn't probably think that he would <laughs> end up playing uh, for a national championship, but uh, uh, kudos to him, you know. And and uh, you know, I know I don't know where, where did Rogers end up going? Did, did well, Rogers, I'm, uh, he went out west, didn't he? I'm trying to remember what school yeah, he we'll, went to. We'll, we'll double check, but I thought he went to the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah he went somewhere, but uh, yeah, I, I get it. You know, I, you know, he, you know, but we, we uh, he, well, Ricky, he went to Washington. Uh, hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Greg is in West Virginia. Hey, Greg. Hello, Paul. How are you today? We are doing great. Thank you for checking in with us. Okay, Paul. I have a question. Let's say. Let's say Alabama beats the Wolverines and they beat either Washington or Texas. That would be what? Eight national titles? Uh, correct. Okay. Do do you see anything else for him to prove? Is Do you see the end, the end of the line for him? Well, you know what? Uh, he does. he doesn't, uh, Nick Saban doesn't have anything to prove now. Uh, so... Uh... I, I, I think it's, it's one of these situations, and the question will continue to be asked, especially if, the, if they win on Monday night. What, but Nick Saban is not a conventional thinker. I know one thing, I, w- I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't keep doing it at that point because th- there has to be something else you would want to do with all the money in the world, I would think. Um, but he's different, and he doesn't... He doesn't allow a championship to linger more than 20 minutes. He, he's already ready to get in there the next morning and start over. So that's what motivates him. Uh, I, I think stopping Georgia and, and winning, uh, his, uh, winning his eighth would just simply be off the charts. But he's been off the charts now for about six or seven years. Because I see them, I see them winning I see them winning on New Year's, yeah. and I see them winning the winner of that Sugar Bowl. Well, so I, I think this well, Greg, is going to be number I, I understand where you're coming from. I think that's that's certainly conventional wisdom, uh, but 
if, if anyone really knows what, uh, and you know, you, what you always think about it, it's, it's the most obvious thing. Is there some reason why he would walk away? Uh, is there, you know, somebody asked me, well, do you know, do you know what his health is? Uh, no, I don't. How would I know? Um, uh, but I know what I see. Doesn't look like a guy that's having any health problems to me. Uh, looks pretty good. Me, you can tell I'm having health problems, but not, but uh, Saban looks pretty healthy. Uh, thanks for the call. Jay is up next in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Roll Tide, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I just wanted to uh, say to you and your staff, it's been a great year, and I've really, really enjoyed the show, and y'all really get me through a lot of bad days. I Thank hope you. you guys have a I hope you guys all have a great time in Pasadena. I want to give a shout out to Legend. I appreciate the kind words and the black hat. And uh, I hope all of you have a happy and blessed new year. And to Nick Saban and our boys, y'all bring that Natty Trophy back to T-Town. Roll Tide, Paul. Y'all have a good day. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we uh, will continue. We'll take a short break here. It's been a busy one, man. This uh... It's been a breakneck 90 minutes. We head down to Miami, find out if there's enough players for Florida State to field the team tomorrow in the Orange Bowl. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Back and Will is up next, calling from Birmingham. Hey, Will. What's going on, Paul? How are you today? We are doing well. Thank you. Yeah, well, I've been listening for the past, I guess, hour and a half since the show start. Um, It sounds like there's been a lot of football talk, a lot of depressing Kentucky football talk. Um, And so... I'd like to maybe change the subject. Sure. And I wanted to ask you a couple of questions that probably don't get asked a lot on this show. Go for it. First off, uh, I just want to know what you think <laughs> in regards to extraterrestrial life, Paul. Do you believe in it or not? Yeah, I mean, Will, I do believe in it uh, for this reason. What other explanation could anyone have for I-Man? hey uh okay so now that we've got that down okay 
you're the you're elected as the next president of the United States, and you've got access to all the top secret information that that any man in the world could have. Where do you go first? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of mysteries I, I'm trying to uh, I'd like solved. Number one, Loch Ness, which Loch Ness monster? Uh, don't you think yeah, that? Where? Yeah, I mean, I want to go there first. Um, I want to read the raw data on the D-Day invasion. I want to know whether really we had better meteorologists than they did. Was that, was that the deciding factor? I've heard, I've heard Eisenhower say that. Um, I don't need to know any more about Dealey Plaza. I think I'm, 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 I've seen enough uh, Oliver Stone movies. Um, what other mysteries? The JFK assassination. What is, what is your take on that? Uh, well, I I, uh, I I'd like to know. Uh, I mean, is there anything we don't know? I mean, how many how many different commissions? We had the Warren Commission. We've had countless books. I, I would like to know more about that. I'd like to know more about the private lives of certain people. I want to know about the uh, private lives of uh, of Larry from Shelby. Don't you? <laughs> I'd like to find out whether he really drinks as much as he says he does. I think the raw FBI data would, would prove that. I want to know if Nick Saban is, is real or is he, is he an AI-directed uh, coach? There's no, way he could be, there's no way he could be that good. And I want to, I want to know hey. one more thing. I want to know if Jim Harbaugh really is, is alive. Well, I know. No evidence I was of it so wondering far. the same thing I heard. That interview they did with him the other day, did you hear where he compared Milrow to, like, one of their practice yeah, squads? Yeah, one of their backups, yeah. Um, uh, that, that's, that's Jim, though. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, this was a, uh, Will, I have to give you kudos. This is, these are some of the best questions uh, I've ever heard. <laughs> is there, is there anything, hey, well, that you, uh, anything you would like us to find out? Because I, I feel like this is going to be a full day for me on uh, January 21st. 2025. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd love for you to, to go to Area 51 to ooh, snap a couple ooh, of pictures when, when nobody we're cooking. Yeah. And uh, bring them back to us. Yeah. Great. Well, but, fantastic uh, stuff. You've given me a lot to think about, and I, uh, I, I will continue to. Okay, we have a, uh, an apology here. One of the final apologies of the new year. I, by the way, DeBam, I didn't think you should be run, but I don't make those decisions here. Well, apologies, apologies, Paul. And I guess I should have said female goat. I don't know. But, well, uh, no, you, you actually had, you had the, the word usage correct. Uh, just, I know I did. It, 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 there's a double standard uh, that we can't say certain things and other shows can just curse with abandonment. Hey, let me finish my message if I may. Okay. Uh, to all your ludicrous callers that hate us, karma's going to hit you like a rotten egg in your face. I know win, lose, or draw, we are still Alabama. And, hey, my Aren't we, all, aren't we always Alabama? Isn't that the answer to every uh, problem? We're Alabama. It doesn't matter. Um. Kevin is up next in Georgia. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Paul. What's what's going on? We are doing well, thank you. 
I'm going two ways on this because my dad's side is Penn State and my mom and my mom's side is Alabama. And I'm heading up to um, Atlanta tomorrow to see the the Rebels against um, the P- Penn State. And uh, I want to ask you, what's your vinyl verdict on the way Penn State treated Joe Pa? Well, I, I think the verdict is uh, they should have fired him a long time before they did. And yeah. they wanted to fire him. In fact, uh, you may have heard this before, but Graham Spanier, the president of Penn State, went to Joe Paterno's house to fire him mm-hmm. at one point. This is before the Sandusky story broke. <laughs> Paterno threw him out of the house. And the guy didn't have enough guts to, uh, to pull the trigger. But Joe, Joe Pye needed to go a long time before he went. A great coach. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to... Uh, you know, a, a seminal figure in college football history, but he also uh, was the overseer of the biggest scandal in college football history. Jim is in uh, Ann Arbor. I mean, it's going to be Harbaugh. Jim is in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Hey, how you doing, Paul? Hey there, Jim. I uh, just wanted that, that caller you had just a moment ago talking about aliens and all kind of Right. It makes me wonder what they're teaching in the colleges these days, conspiracy theories and so forth. But the last time you and I talked, uh, we were talking about Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. <laughs> we made some comparisons with, with uh, Jim. But I just wanted to share my thoughts about Harbaugh and then my prediction for the game, if that's all right. Of course. Well, in regard to Harbaugh, I don't know where I stand in regard to percentages within the fan base, but I'm tired of the guy. I'm tired of just the way he interacts, the way he looks. He answers questions. It's almost like you could put a dunce cap on the guy because he doesn't say anything of any merit. No. I think, he, I think honestly, he's just kind of run, run his course. And I, you know, this probably from everything I'm reading is his last year, but in regard to the game itself, like, I know, I know that uh, your um, the caller base is located in the South. I really, I think that Michigan is going to lean on Alabama, which sounds really weird to say, but I have a feeling come Tuesday when Jerome calls in, he'll be saying the word "damn" about a hundred times because I think <laughs> I think Michigan's just going to have their way. And I'll say this, Paul: if Alabama were to win the game, I'll personally come down and wash Jerome's uh, car at his car wash. Cause I just think, I really think this is the year that, that we finally get it done. But anyway, that's all I have. Well, to thank say. you for the call. I, I think holidays. Jim, I appreciate that. I, I, I hear what you're saying and I'm, I'm kind of hard out myself, uh, but I, I strongly believe he's leaving. I, I don't know why he would stay. I think that's really the, the more of the question is uh, why would he go on for, three minutes the other day with this almost sounded like a, uh, a, a primary candidate debate answer uh, about something important and controversial. It's pretty easy to say, I, I want to be at Michigan and I plan on being at Michigan because I just signed the contract. He hasn't said that. Paul is up next in Florence, Alabama. Hey, hey Paul. Hey, hey, Paul, how are you? We are doing great. Good. Look, I only have a question for you. Have you ever thought about having Miss Terry on 
That's a great idea. By the way, uh, we have had her on many times in the past, not lately. Yeah, uh, really. I've just missed it. Yeah, I'll, no, it was, you know, uh, I tell you, one of the funniest shows we ever did was before we came here. We had uh, Miss Terry yeah. and one of her best friends on, and it was a circus. We had her on with Barbara yeah. Dooley, uh, who, uh, Vince Dooley's mm-hmm. wife. And right, I, I've heard her before, and she was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, this, but, this uh, was a... You know, uh, if you ever did it, yeah, I would like... You know, I may, maybe uh, you could I may do that. We'll try to do that. Uh, Miss Terry doesn't do a lot of interviews, but I will certainly... Uh, I think many people have credited her with the success of this season, so why not uh, talk to her? Thanks, oh, thank yeah. you for the suggestion. I really appreciate it. We head to the break. We are back. Many more guests to come right after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We are back. Alan is up next in Connecticut. Uh, Hey, Alan. Hey, Paul. How are you? I am uh, doing great. Thank you for asking. Awesome. Roll Tide, first of all, and... um... You know, I I, uh, I wanted to ask you a quick question here. I've, I've watched you all year, and we've heard a lot of things about Nick Saban's uh, retirement. And, you know, I think we can all kind of look back and say this might have been his finest coaching um, job, you know, ever. And I've watched you all year, and I think you're at the height of your power. So my question is, who retires first, you or him? That will be me. Uh, today will be my final show. I thank all of you for being a loyal audience. Really? Well, you didn't want me. You didn't want me to make a big deal about it, like Coach K, did you? Like, and have the, have the farewell tour. I just thought I'd go ahead and drop it right now. About to get on a plane in a couple hours, and I uh, figured I'm not going to have to deal with the media. Uh, well, enjoy your retirement. Hey, Alan. Seriously, uh, I, I I answer this honestly. I don't think there's anybody that passes retirement age, which is 65. Um, that doesn't think about it. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't be honest if you, if you didn't. Um, so, uh, you know, it's always been much easier since Saban's four years older than me that I can, I can watch him and let him be the center. But uh, the, the, the answer is, uh, as long as I have Jalen Milrow as my quarterback, I'm going to remain in this job. As long as you have, as long as you have the show, you stay on it. Cause we yeah. Love- by the way, uh, I'm not sure there's a reason to leave. I really like the job, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we've, I think we have the best group or uh, group around us that we've ever had, uh, and that inspires me. Have a great New Year. Enjoy thank the you. games, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Wow, you know things are. Thank you. You know things are tough when they're asking you, "Are you done?" <laughs> Um, clearly he hadn't talked to my wife lately. No. <laughs> um, Dwayne is up next. Guys like Dwayne will keep me here for a long time. Hello, Dwayne. Happy New Year, Mr. Paul Feinbaum. Happy New Year. What's going on with you, baby? 
We are doing great. You're doing great? Uh, New Year coming in 2024. Uh, I can't wait. When, think, is, huh? when, is, when is New Year's Eve? Is that next week? Uh, no, it's a night. Oh, okay. You ready for the night? I got. I went out and bought some sparklers and fireworks. <laughs> I don't worry about no fireworks. Now, here, here's we my problem. I've got to celebrate the New Year in California. In uh, California? Yeah, so well, that means I, I, I won't flood. be able to, when, when most people are celebrating New Year, so it'll still be like 9 o'clock where I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to be in California for that game. Yeah. Huh? Correct. Yeah, you'll be in California for that game. I worry about that game. Yeah, hey, I ain't worried hey, about that. Uh, hey, Dwayne, hey. Uh, does LSU have a bowl game? I've lost track of them this year. Yeah, we're in a bowl game. We're in a sugar bowl. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in a sugar bowl. You know, you know good well, we back in Tampa again. Tampa? You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah, we played in Tampa. That's a in that stadium, we played that three, three years straight. People know that? Well, that's huh? the, uh, that's the ReliQuest Bowl. I, I, I don't know why then. It's like a, that's another like like that's, a, that's a, another home field advantage. Well, you, you know you know so? how you get out of Tampa. You uh, you win your league, and uh, <laughs> and then you play in, the, in like the other games. Hey, Grand Tampa three years. Hey, uh, on. so I'm curious, Dwayne. What do you what do you got going for New Year's? Oh man, I, yeah. I should be all I should be up back in the Gulf of Mexico. You're going to be in the Gulf I, on New Year's Eve? I think I'm leaving out sad on Sunday morning. You're leaving One your wife days. and family home? All the time, baby. Got to make that money, baby. Got to make that money, Paul. Paul just came back from Seattle. I was in Seattle for nine days. It was raining, snowing. It was what raining. Doing, what were you doing in Seattle? Doing, doing a government job. Okay. Doing some work for the Navy. Hmm. Yeah? Sounds top secret to me. There ain't no top secret. You just have a clearance. You just got to go through that gate. You got to make sure you got no felonies or no warrants on you and make sure you <laughs> make sure you make sure you ain't wanted for the you ain't wanted you ain't wanted the United States government don't want you. Yeah. Then you then you then yeah, but I do some I do I do some job on they uh, down in, in San Diego sometime. And they and that on West Well, I'm assuming you have you have top government clearance. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, I, I did a job in Norfolk too. I'll be going to Norfolk, Virginia sometime. Okay, yeah, they got a big. Uh, that's a big naval base, isn't it? Yeah. Uh huh. Hey, yeah, man. What you think I am, man? You think I just? You just think I just sit around and 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 just work in the Gulf of it Mexico? Seems like that's pretty no, much I what don't. you did. Yeah. You, uh, w- w- my interpretation of your career is sitting around in. Uh, I about I about said the word that would have got me run off the show. What? Complaining what? about you Brian Kelly that? and. Uh, yeah, Brian. I'm, Hey, Brian, hey, Brian Kelly talking about looking for an offensive coordinator. You better be looking for a defensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? He get rid of that man yet. I wonder why he didn't run that man out of there yet. Uh, what, what you think, Paul Feinbaum? Well, maybe what the fact on? that uh, he doesn't want to have to – he probably didn't want to lose his offensive coordinator. That guy was pretty good. Yeah, he, but that, no, uh, he pretty – but that, that, that coach, that quarterback coach, that boy, that, you don't want to lose him. Okay. You don't want to lose that quarterback coach. Him. Okay, you don't well, want to lose him. Wait, I wait. think he'll be the next up. Hey, Dwayne, you, uh, you, have a, you have a good time in the golf, okay? Johnny B is up next. Hey, Paul. I thought you were out this week. Uh, been missing out on some good stuff. Man, we've had, we, we, we've had probably the best week of shows ever, Johnny B. Where you been? That's probably because I hadn't been calling in. 
and uh and um, Dwayne just ruined my whole career because if you've got felonies and warrants you can't do anything for the government so I guess I'll just sit around with my ankle bracelet and draw my check but uh I've, I'm wanting to know why we're going casual with the no tie thing what's up with that well, I'll tell you what's up with that. I, I, I came in here on Wednesday after being off for Christmas, and I said, you know what, why? Uh, nobody else is dressed this week. Why should I be? Well, I just want to just uh, I might just stay with it. Oh, no, man. That, don't, that just don't look right on you. Okay. You've you got a style. you got to dress up. Okay. That, that's part of the deal. And uh, Anyway, i got one more thing that's bothering me. The red buds outside that window are blooming up there where you're at. So you're not really in where you're saying because it's not warm enough there for those red bud trees. So you're you're kind of like Elvis Johnny and Kennedy. B, you, you're, you're uh, hidden we, we, somewhere. By the way, if you look at it, it looks like snow to me. Yeah, we'll be right back. Here. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 